Thank you for tuning in to Prophets on the Potter's Wheel. This is your host and man of God, Aaron Miller. Last time we met, we uh, spoke about guarding your gates. This season is a season, season to guard your gates. Uh, this is part two. In part one, we discussed Genesis 22 and 17, which was the seed uh, of Abraham will possess the gates of his enemy in, in Genesis 22 and 17. And we also talked about what was actually, what was a gate? We know that a gate is a, 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 a entry point and an access point, but biblically we talked about how gates are seats of authority. Seats of authority that, that, that by being a seed of Abraham and a descendant of Abraham through faith that we shall possess. But towards the end, we talked about we cannot go and possess territory when we don't conquer the territory at home. And what I mean by that, we don't conquer the territory at home. We spoke briefly on the gates that we possess, that the enemy can rage rampant over. We talked about the eye gate, the ear gate, the mouth gate, and the heart gate. See, these gates are very important that we guard these gates we especially, especially when we doing work for the Lord, because I tell you what, if you try to do work for the Lord, the enemy and you have a weakness at this gate and your gates are not guarded, the enemy is going to attack that gate. So we have to guard our gates. The first gate is our eye gate. You know, the things that we are going through now with the virus, we watch the news, we watch we watch everything on the news and, and, and in our eyesight, we take in everything and we take in with our eyes, we, it imprints in our mind. Let me tell you this. We see first with our mind before we see with our eyes. We see first with our mind before we even see with our eyes. Let's take Saul, for instance, on the road to Damascus. Saul was on a rampage trying to kill the Christians and and. and and he thought he was doing the right thing. This was his vision. He thought he was doing the right thing. But it wasn't until the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ had to take his vision and he struck him blind. We ask ourselves, why was it that Jesus took his vision more than anything else? He could have struck him with a, a, a sickness or any other kind of affliction. But what Jesus did, he took his sight. He took his vision. And then he was able to listen after his vision was taken. And you know what Jesus did? Jesus gave him a new vision. The vision that was in alignment with the will of God. See, we are fathers. We are mothers. We are grandparents. And people are looking up to us. What vision do we have for our family members? What vision do we have for our children? What vision do we have for our friends? Because some of our friends look up to us. And, and, and want to get insight from us. But where are we getting our vision? Are we getting our vision from the news? What are we looking at? What do we see? But see, we're talking about the internal vision. The vision that God gives you. Sometimes you have to close your eyes. Close your eyes and say, Lord, well, which, what vision have you given me? The word says in Proverbs 29 and 18, where there is no vision, the people will perish. If I don't have a vision from God, if I don't have a vision of God, the people will perish. 
That means the people under me, my household, your, your, in your household, in, in your, whoever's looking up to you, whoever you in charge of. If you don't have a vision from God, the people will perish. So vision is much in, is, is, is very important. It's more than just the eyes as we see in the physical, but we have to be able to see in the spirit. And when we see in the spirit, we're able to see what God wants us to do and what God wants us to be. Like I said in part one, it said uh, uh, positioning is 80% of the journey, being in the right place. But in order to be in the right place, I have to have the correct vision of where I'm supposed to be and where I'm supposed to go. Now, the second one is, is hearing. What am I listening to? What am I let going through my ear gates? Am I listening to foolishness? Or I'm lift, listening to things that can edify, edify my spirit or uplift me. What am I listening to? The Bible says that Jesus said, only the sheep, my sheep can hear my voice. But how can you hear the voice of the Father when you have all the noise going on in your ear gates? Sometimes you got to pull yourself away from the noise. You have to pull yourself away from the noise. There's a lot of noise going on right now. You're getting phone calls about this one has passed away. That one has passed away. I don't know what we're going to do in this situation. I don't know. We're going to stand on the word of God. That's what we're going to do. But we have to be mindful what goes in our ear gates. Then the third one is the mouth gate. What are we speaking? What are we speaking? What is coming out of our mouth? The Bible says it's not what I put in my mouth. It's what comes out of my mouth that defiles me. Huh. I'm going to say that again. The Bible says it's not what I put in my mouth, but it was come out of my mouth that defiles me. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. What am I speaking? Am I speaking life or am I speaking death? Am I speaking out of fear? Am I speaking out of frustration? Am I speaking out of, out of worry? What, what am I speaking out of? See, that's why we have to get in the word of God. We have to constantly read the word of God. And sometimes you have to read the word of law, the word of God aloud so you can hear yourself reading. Because when you hear yourself reading, you speed in your spirit. Because faith comes by hearing and it comes by hearing the word of God. Your mouth. We have to watch what comes out of our mouth. We are where we are today because of the words we spoke yesterday. Hmm. Let us go back to the beginning. It says, in the beginning, there was the word and the word with God. And God said, let there be light. He spoke it and said, let there be light. Our father has given us the same creative ability as that. So we have to speak things in our atmosphere. We have to speak things into our atmosphere. If things look negative, we have to speak positive. Let the weak say I'm strong. Huh. Mm. And lastly, the, the heart gate. The heart gate. The Lord cannot use a pierced heart. Now what I mean by a pierced heart in this instance I mean a heart that has been broken, not, not broken by God, but broken by people. 
Because the word all says is, is God doesn't respect bulls and altars, but a broken, contrite heart. That means a, a broken heart of repentance. That's what God wants. But here we're talking about what people have done you when I say a pierced heart. We're going through strenuous times right now where it's pulling on relationships, it's straining on relationships. But you can't let bitterness and resentment get in your heart because God cannot use a heart full of bitterness and resentment. He cannot use it. So you got to ask God to soften your heart. Whatever's, whatever's right now in the name of Jesus, whatever's hard in your heart, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that it is removed in the name of Jesus. You wouldn't believe how many people are walking on this earth with bitterness in their heart. And God can't use a bitter heart. But these are the gates. These are the gates that we have to guard. We have to guard our eye gate. We have to guard our ear gate. We have to guard our mouth gate. We have to guard our, our heart gate. And when we guard those gates, then we can have the spirit of Caleb and say we can possess the land. But we may have to make sure our home is in order. The same criterion in, in, in the book of Timothy for preachers and deacons. It's the same criteria in this instance. They say that a preacher and a deacon have to make sure their house is in order before they do anything in the church. The same way here, we have to make sure our house in, is in order before we able to go out and claim territory. The laws are universal. The principles of God are universal. We have to make sure we cover ourselves. And the only way we can cover ourselves is guarding our gates. Because if we don't guard our gates, be sure that the enemy is going to attack them. And let me tell you this secret. If the enemy is attacking any or maybe all of your gates, these are the gates God want to use. The enemy is not going to attack anything that's not a threat. The enemy is not going to attack anything that's not a threat. If he's attacking your vision, if he's attacking your, your vision, that's what God's want to use. Your vision is a threat to the enemy. If he's attacking your, your, your hearing and what comes in your ear, that means God's want to speak to you. He wants to give you a sign and he wants to speak directly in your ear so you know what you ought to do. But there's too much noise going on. Your hearing is a threat. And if it's your speech or, or your mouth, what comes out of your mouth? The enemy is attacking that because you speak things in existence. And if he knows you speak the positive in the word of God in existence, he knows he has to flee. And if it's your heart, if it's your heart, the compassion. The secular world says compassion is the highest form of intellect. Jesus was very compassionate. Jesus didn't have a hard heart. Many people, many people tried to stone Jesus. Many people talked about it. They whipped him and, and they cut him and they spit on him. But Jesus' heart was compassionate. He said, forgive them, Lord, for, not, for they know not what they do. That's a compassionate heart. 
So we have to be mindful of our gates. We pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood over our gates right now in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over our eye gates. We plead the blood of Jesus over our, our ear gates. We plead the blood of Jesus over our heart gate in the name of Jesus. Father God, we place a hedge of protection around all our gates, Father God, and we protect it from the enemy so we can listen to you, Father God, so we can see your vision, so we can speak your word and have a compassionate heart, Father God, that you entitled us to have in the name of Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Well, family, until we speak again, be blessed.